Hi, everyone. I'm Laurie Boxer, Weight Number Diet Center. Welcome back to this week's episode of Fat Chat. Uh, the warm weather is upon us again, and as I do consistently uh, throughout all the seasons, but this is an especially good time to talk again about why uh, I harp so much on the necessity and the importance of drinking water. You know, for years, researchers and health experts of all kinds have recommended drinking eight eight ounce glasses of water a day. And I agree that that should be the minimum. I do not agree with those who say that it's not necessary uh, to drink at least that amount and that there are other ways to get water into the body through so-called, you know, quote unquote, water equivalents. Any liquid substances that aren't 100% water but provide, you know, water hydration to the body, such as 100% fruit juices, coffees and teas, um, electrolyte drinks, fruits, green leafy vegetables, Water is water. A juice is a juice. A vegetable is a vegetable. Water in its natural state is water by no other name. When I meet clients for the first time, many, if not most, uh, not only have bad eating habits, but they are also in the habit of never drinking water or hardly ever. Uh, they consider that the sodas that they drink or the bottled, uh, you know, name brand iced teas they consume, the multiple coffees uh, and teas they have each day, and the fruits and veggies they might eat as being enough. It is not. I make sure uh, that they understand the important role that water plays in the body and why not only is eight cups a day the minimum they need, but that for every 25 pounds that they must lose, I'm going to add another eight ounce cup of water to their daily tally. So for example, if someone has to lose 50 pounds, they should be drinking 10 to 12 cups of water a day. And as I explained to them, and let me share with you why water is so important. First, water has four bottom line functions in your body. To regulate your body temperature, to protect your organs and joints, to aid in digestion and to transport nutrients, and to remove waste. And that's why we're built with so much of it. It's not a coincidence. Second, almost 60% of the human body is water. The brain and heart are each comprised of 73% water. The lungs, 83%. The skin, 64%. Muscles and kidneys, each 79%. Bones, 31%. Blood, 83%. That means that more than half of your body is comprised of water. So therefore, much less than half is comprised of everything else. Arms, legs, eyes, ears, nose, mouth, throat, lips, teeth, tongue. I mean, head, brain, muscles, tissues, cartilage, bones, arteries, joints, veins, capillaries, lymph nodes. I mean, nerves, blood, toenails, fingernails, skin, hair, pancreas, stomach, liver, kidney, lungs, bowel, esophagus, and on and on and on and on. All those many parts and the functions of the body requires water for proper function and good health. Now, I want to stress this again. Even if you were completely stationary, like a statue, and the only movement at all that you do was blinking your eyelids every few seconds, all those body parts and functions that I just mentioned are drinking from that 60% water that is in your body for their purposes. So, Please close your eyes and visualize, if you will, that all the body parts that I just listed, and again, that list doesn't even come close to all the parts or functions of the body. I want you to close your eyes and visualize that all those body parts are animals. Yes. Play with me along here. Tigers, lions, elephants, rhinos, giraffes, antelope, etc., etc., that you might see on a National Geographic you know, TV special 
and all of them are drinking out of the same desert watering hole. And as they do, that watering hole is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. Well, the whole long list of your body parts that I just recited are like those animals drawing on the same source 60% pool of water in order to function at normal levels throughout the day. Okay, so now let's talk about losing water. Most people only understand that they lose water through their sweat because obviously you can see yourself sweating. However, you also lose water through breathing, both inhaling and exhaling, sleeping, talking, everyday simple activities, just such as getting in and out of your car, uh, walking up the steps, walking your dog, you know, cleaning the house, and then of course through exercise. Through it all, the water level in your body's 60% pool is getting lower and lower. But the 40% of all the rest of you, right, all those body parts I mentioned, still needs the right amount of water for normal optimal function, right? So what happens when the water level in the pool goes down, but your body still needs it to be at capacity? When the body is threatened by a lack of water, it's from that now smaller pool of water that it starts to hold and store what's called, it holds the water and starts storing it in what's called extracellular spaces that are just outside each of the cells of your body. And what does this mean exactly? Okay, you're going to recognize and understand this very clearly in a minute. Again, I want you to visualize back to when you were a kid, <clears throat> excuse me, and you had a swimming tube around you in the water to keep you afloat. So your swimming tube was filled with air and it was, it was very puffy, right? Well, imagine your body as the cell and the puffy swimming tube around you is the extracellular space filled with water. When your body cells start storing water in those extracellular spaces, that puffiness is what you know as bloating or water retention, and it shows up on your body as swollen feet, swollen legs, swollen fingers, swollen wrists. This is why, for example, some over, overnight sleeping, I say, you know, six, seven or eight hours or more, um, uh, during which time, of course, you aren't drinking water and, and are becoming dehydrated. This is why that after that sleep, your ring fingers will be puffy. And if you fell asleep with your watch on, your watch will be tighter on the wrist in the morning when you wake up because you're losing all that water while you're sleeping. And let's not forget where the body is taking the water from in order to store it from your brain, from your blood, from your muscles, and from your bones. When your brain doesn't have proper fluid, you get fatigued, have trouble focusing or concentrating, and you can become dizzy. When your blood doesn't have proper water, it becomes thick, and your heart has to work harder to pump, and that affects your blood pressure. When your muscles and bones don't have proper water, you can get terrible cramping. And lastly, since water is a major component, in the efficient uh, waste removal from your body, when your colon becomes dry, what happens? Right, you become constipated. So what does all of this have to do with weight loss? Even mild dehydration slows your metabolism, and with a slower metabolism, you gain weight or more weight faster. Water weighs a lot, folks. Uh, the large bottle of Poland Spring, which is 50.7 fluid ounces of water, by the way, and I have these in my car, is the equivalent of six and a half cups of water. And on the scale, it weighs three and a half pounds. 
The water bottles that I have on my desk, 16.9 fluid ounces, the equivalent of barely just over two cups of water, weighs one pound on the office scale. So, so here's where I'm going. If you're not peeing those bottles of water out, it shows up on the scale. In order to prevent yourself from becoming bloated, you need to drink water all day. The weight of the water you drink will prevent the cells of your body from storing. It will push excess water out. Urination is your body telling you, thanks, I have enough and I'm releasing the rest. Now, I know it might be convenient for you not to have to urinate throughout the day, but it is not healthy. So what are the takeaways so far? One, the body does need a minimum of eight glasses of water a day to assist with healthy body functions. Two, your first pangs of hunger are actually thirst. Three, um, and it's, it's, by the way, it's your body's way of letting you know that you're dehydrated. Uh, four, the lack of water is the number one trigger of daytime fatigue. Five, for every 25 pounds overweight you are, add another glass of water. And six, for those who work out or exercise, the water that you should be drinking, and hopefully are, in the gym or during and after the exercise class, that water does not count towards the eight glasses a day. Consider that water as replacement for the fluid that you've lost in the gym or while exercising. I mean, imagine for one minute, if you can just close your eyes and imagine your body is the big blue water canister on top of the office or the kitchen water cooler. You want to keep that blue canister as close to full all day because as you lower it through daily routine and exercise, you need to keep refilling it. And finally, I want to say two more things on this subject as relates to water. One, to answer a question that I'm often asked by clients, and another, to advise, I want to make a public service announcement, which I do explain to every single client, especially in the summertime. So the question I get asked is, is it possible to drink too much water? Answer, almost never. 99.91% never. Our kidneys are equipped to efficiently process 15 liters of water a day, an equivalent of drinking about 60 glasses of water. Now, there is, however, a rare condition called psychogenic polydipsia that does cause one to drink an unhealthy amount of water. Abnormal thirst exhibited by people with this illness is based on a psychological disorder rather than dehydration, so we're not going to talk about that. Now, the public service announcement. It's almost the official start of summer here in the Northeast at the Jersey Shore, and millions of people will be heading to beaches and pools, and way too many people don't drink enough or any water when they're at the beach or the pools. I mean, sodas, uh, six-packs of beers are all too commonplace, as is people who fall asleep on their beach chairs and their towels. Now, why is that a problem? It's a problem because heat stroke, by the way, and the definition of heat stroke is when the body can no longer sweat to cool, it, uh, to cool itself while the body temperature is rising. So it's a problem when people fall asleep because heat stroke results from prolonged exposure to high temperatures, usually in combination with dehydration, which leads to the failure of the body's temperature control system. The medical definition of heat stroke is a core body temperature greater than 105 degrees. That sounds high, right? But do you know how easy it is for that to happen uh, when the summer temperatures are in the high 90s and the low 100s? Very. Fainting may be the first sign of heat stroke. Now, if you're standing up 
when you happen to faint and fall, well, obviously people around you are going to see that and they're going to come to your assistance pretty quickly. But if you're already asleep and were dehydrated before that and becoming more so while sleeping and your body temperature becomes too high and you faint or suffer heat stroke while you're asleep, who's going to notice? People won't realize how long you've been asleep until you're already in big trouble. Uh, some of the signs are uncontrolled muscle contractions uh, and muscle breakdown leading to the release of toxins in the blood, which may cause cardiac arrhythmia and death. I mean, believe it. People do die every year um, from, from this. And plus, if you initially fell asleep exposed to the sun instead of under an umbrella, for example, I mean, you will also suffer the consequences of a really, really terrible and excruciating painful sunburn. So please, folks, make sure you drink uh, your drink of choice at the beach or the pool. Uh, this summer is water, lots of it. And if you decide to take a nap, Ask someone to poke you in an hour to wake you up and then drink water and do the same, you know, for whoever you're with on those occasions, especially uh, younger kids and older adults. And although it might seem weird or make you feel a little funny, if you happen to see someone lying in the sun, especially if they're alone for hours without moving, bring it to a lifeguard's attention and have them wake that person well, do it yourself. They'll be grateful for your concern, as I know you would be if someone did that for you. And that's my fat chat for this week. Please visit lauriboxer.com to read blogs, listen to podcasts, uh, get info about programs, services, and fees, answers to frequently asked questions, and follow me on my social sites. Until next time, I'm Laurie Boxer, Weight No More Diet Center, and remember, nothing tastes as good as being slim feels. Slim feels.